Hey, Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf Yud Ches in Megillah. Daf Yud Ches Megillah. We're down to the, I guess it's the first two dots, about the, the third line of the wide lines of daf Yud Ches Megillah, the third of the wide lines. Karel Peleyot. So the Mishnah said that if you read it Baalpeh, the Megillah has to be read from the Megillah. You can't read it Baalpeh. You can't read it, you know, uh, outside, orally, without looking inside. Minal, how do we know? Amarava. It says over here, these days will be remembered. In the Chumash it says, and again, here we see many, many cases where uh, there's Xer Shaba between, uh, between Torah Moshe and Navi and Nach. Now, although that's debated if that's a valid Xer uh, Shaba, here we see many cases like that. It says one here in the Megillah, it says, uh, Right? It says there, so the word zikaron next to the word sefer. So zikaron, zikaron is a zikaron, zikaron is a zereshava. And over there in in Bishalach it says zikaron basefer. Malaham basefer, just like there, it's in a sefer, sefer Torah. Afkan basefer. Here also the Megillah is in a sefer. We kriya. Okay, fine. So we understand that zikira has to be from a book. But how does you have to read it? Maybe it means study the book. Maybe it's, yeah, if you have to read it in a book, it's got to be in a Megillah, but maybe just read it. Who says, you know, <laughs> read it, study it, mean. Now, who says you have to read it out loud? <coughs> um, uh, you, you know, really, technically, you don't even need a minion if you read it to yourself from a Megillah, you don't say also, but maybe it means, maybe who says you have to read it out loud? Just maybe just studying it. You can't say that. Another post says, Zachor. Pasuk says, Zachor, where? This is by Amalek. It says, Zachor, Yachol Balev. So remember. Okay, I have to remember. Remind me, you know, stay, remember. Remember to do this, right? It's in your head. Maybe it just means in your heart, meaning in your mind. Don't forget. Don't forget that's already speaking about something you forget in your mind, in your mind only. It, when it says lo tishkach, that means don't forget something that's in your mind. Hamani mekayim zachar bepeh. That means you have to read it out loud. So, in other words, so we have two zereshavas over here. Effectively, we have one zachar al tishkach teaches me that the word zachar means to say it out loud because al tishkach means don't forget it in your mind. So zachar means say it out loud. And then we have zikaron, zikaron, the sefer to teach me that you have to read it out loud from a book, from a letter, from writing, from a parchment, as we've said. If you read it in Aramaic, you're not Yotze. What are we speaking about? If it's written, listen carefully, if it's written in Ashuras, written in regular, what we call the Hebrew Ksav, the Hebrew script of the Torah, and you read it as Targum, <laughs> That's the same thing as reading it orally, right? Reading it al peh. You read bal peh means you're not reading it from a book, right? You're saying it. Uh, what's the word in English? You know, you're, you're, not, you're saying orally. Yeah, you're saying it orally without without looking at a book, right? So. Uh, so if it's written in Hebrew and you're saying it Aramaic, automatically that's uh, that's that's orally because it's not re- you're not reading what's written down. So what do you mean over here? It says if you read it in Targum, you're not Yotzei. Ile mitiksiva maker if it's written in Hebrew, karlei Targum. Hai no apes lo tzricha diksiva Targum karlei Targum. He says over here, no, it means that even if it's written Aramaic, it's like you're written you're reading Unculus or you're reading Targum Yonason, which is in Aramaic. And you're not Yotze, it's got to be in Hebrew. Oh, but we said also, but the people who are foreigners who don't know Hebrew, they know they have their vernacular, there you can read it for them in Nice. I have armored Karabalah, Cholash, and Yotze. 
Pardon? In it could be in Ksavah. Somebody said, we said that the end of the mission said Ksavah Shuris. It could be that that has to be, some learn that way. Some say no, that, that Ksavah Shuris is speaking when it's in Hebrew. But if it's in the Loazit, you can write it in any, whatever the script is of that language. Some say from the Mishnah, you see that even the foreign language has to be in those kind of block letters. But the Mishnah said, if you read it in any language, you're not Yotze, right? You're not Yotze, it's got to be Dafkin Ashuras. That's what the Mishnah said. You've got to be in Hebrew, right? So how can you say over here, for the, for the foreigners, you could read it in a language? So first we have an answer, Rabbi Shmuel, Dharma Tavaya, Balaz When you say over here that you're Yotze, on the one hand we said that what, that you can't read it, it's got to be in Hebrew. Can't be a, a car if you read it in Targum, you're not Yotze. Then he says, uh, he says, and then he says that you are Yotze Lelozos. So he says, you know what Lelozos means? Only Greek. So, okay, you read it in Greek. That's okay. That's okay. When he says Lelozos in Greek, that's what we're assuming now it means. If it's written, again, if it's written in Hebrew, Hebrew script, and you're reading it in Greek, so again, Hainu Ape, you're reading it orally because you're you're not reading, you're not you're not uh, uh, you're not pronouncing what's written in the book. What's written in the letter is Hebrew. Yes, it's it's not, okay, we're not talking about that. He's saying if it's written in Hebrew, if it's transliterated, we'll see. That's a that transliterated is what Ashur's. That's what Reverend was speaking to. If it's if it's uh, written in let's say English, but it's it's written in Hebrew letters and transliterated, that may be okay. We'll see at the end. But right now we're saying if it's written Ashur's means Lashon Hakodesh. Ashur's by itself means Hebrew script. Hebrew words. That's what Ashuris means. So if it's written in Hebrew and you're reading it in Greek, you're reading it orally. You're not reading what's written on the paper. No, it's speaking about where it's written in Hebrew. And he doesn't say over here that it's Ashuris letters, but we're just, it's, it's very simple. It's written in Greek and, 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 uh, and it's written in Greek and you're reading it in Greek. So we're saying at this point, we're not finished yet. At this point we're saying, the Mishnah says you can't write it in any in any language. You can't write it or read it in any language at all. It's got to be in Hebrew. Oh, except for loazim, for foreigners, it could be read read in a foreign language. Isn't that contradictory? No, we're only speaking about Greek. Greek is okay. Okay, who says this? Rabacha Amrav Lezer. That he he says that when Rav Shmuel says it's speaking about uh, Greek. What is the Greek? Not Ashuris. And uh, not Ashuris and read in Greek, but rather it means it's written in Greek. That's what he means, that's what Rav and Shmuel mean. But incidentally, since Rav Acha or Amr Velezer said this, like parenthetically, we're going to say another thing that they said. This is like parenthetical, it's really not related to what we're saying, it's just because the author. How do we know God called Yaakov El? What does that mean? God called Yaakov El. Who called him El? Elokei Yisrael. That's a pretty strange way to translate the Pusik, isn't it? No, he says it's got to be that way. If Yaakov, that what? That Yaakov called the Mizbeach that he made there El. So Vayikrolo Yaakov, he should have just said Vayikrolo Yaakov. Why did it say Vayikrolo El, Elokei Yisrael? It should have just said Vayikrolo Yaakov. Yaakov called it El. Ela Bayikrolo Li Yaakov. God called Yaakov, God called him El. Umikaro, who called him that? Umikaro El, who called him El? Eloke Yisrael. 
Okay, that's how he darshans the possibility. Hashem called Yaakov Kale, who called him Elke Yisrael. Strange way to, seemingly strange way to translate the Pusik, but he says it makes sense that way because otherwise it could have just said Bayikolo Yaakov El. Yaakov called him El. Okay, that's what Ravach Meleza said about that Pusik. But back to our issue, what's our issue here? That on the one hand, the Mishnah says you can't read the, you can't, the Megillah cannot be written in any language, right? Can't be written in language. Uh, on the other hand, it says, for the foreigners who don't understand Hebrew, you could. So Robin Shmuel said, no, the foreigners only means Greek. Only Greek? If you read it in Giftis, Giftis is like Coptic, right? For the Egyptian language. Ivris, Ivris does not mean Hebrew. Ivris means Lashon Averanara, she says, from uh, something over the river, over the Euphrates, they had a language there. Ilmus, a Lashon from Elaine, Midias from Madai, Yvonne's Greek, says here, Lo Yatsa. Lo Yatsa. Right? So what's going on? Uh, Rabbi Shmuel says, You yod say when? What does it mean, the Mishnah Loazos? You read it in Greek. Here, the Mishnah says, You can't read it in Greek. It says, Holo Dami El Laha. So I'll tell you what it means. What does it mean? Laha. Gift this la giftin. That our case and our Mishnah, when he says Holodom, means our Mishnah really means this, that if you wrote it for the Copts, right, the Copts, not the, uh, that's their language that they spoke there. We don't mean that, you know, today we have Coptic, uh, the Egyptians, there's still a Coptic church there. The Coptic was a Lushan in, in Egypt before the time of the Muslims. El Elaha, Giptisli Giptim, Ivrisli Ivrim, Ilmisli Ilmim, Yavanim Levanim, Yatsah. Oh, that's what it means. In other words, if you read it, Stam, in Giptis, Ivris, Ilmis, some other language, let's say for us who understand Hebrew, if we wrote it in English, it wouldn't be good, right? That's Lo Yatsah. But if for the people who don't understand Hebrew, for the cops who wrote it in Kop, Ivris for Ivris, Ilmim, Yavanim, Yom, Yatsah. Oh, if that's the case, okay, that's your answer. Your answer is that's okay. So I talk about Greek. Why do you say the Mishnah says that you're allowed to lo azos? What does it mean? On the one hand, you can't write it in a foreign language. On the other hand, for the foreigners, you could. So you say, oh, that's speaking about Greek. What do you mean, Dafka Greek? Any language, if, it's a, if they speak, I don't know, Swahili. For the Swahilians, you speak Swahili in Russia. For the Russians, you write it in Russia. You know, they have these sudurim in, in, in Russian, right? They have Russian sudurim, and they have transliterations also. So they could say the words, right? They, it's written in Russian... Uh, so, 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 in any language, it's okay. So, my book must be, so why are you talking about Greek? It could be any language. Looking for Cholas, Ella must be some The truth is, our mission does hold like the Bryce. That what? That for Greeks, you can write in Greek, Russians and Russian, Copts and Copts. Anybody, if that's their foreign language, that's the language they understand, you can write, you can write it. If it's okay. Pardon? If it's okay, is it? Yeah. In, in Russian, does it have to be written on parchment? Yeah, that would still be the case. It should be written in parchment. Yeah, why not? It should be written in parchment. It's still got to be Kosher Megillah. So when Rav and Shmuel said Dafka Greek, you know what they're talking about? They're not talking about a Megillah. They're talking about in general. Rav Shmuel, If you write something in Greek, it's good for anything, right? In other words, in general, Greek is good for anybody. Meaning, cop is good for cop, Russian for Russian, right? Uh, 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 French for French. But Greek is good for everybody. Real Kolkosha. Ivaktani Yavonis the Yavonim. What do you mean Greek is good for everybody? Like Greek is as good as Hebrew. Is that what you're saying? Greek is good already? But we said for Greeks is for Greeks. That's what the Bryce said. Not for everybody. It says, Ain, Lakuliam, right, Ivaktani Yavonim the Yavonim, Ain, Ain, Lakuliam Malo. It's only for Greeks, but not for everybody else. 
In other words, you're not, we're not talking about Megillah at all. We're talking about Rabbi Shemuel, the time we had before back in Davches. Remember the Mishnah said over there on Chesim and Beis that you could write even a Tanakh, Torah Nevi'im Ksubim, you could write in any language. You could write in any language. Shemuel says, no, only Greek. Remember the story with the 72 rabbis put in the different rooms and they wrote, translated in Greek. The King Talmi over there, the whole story. Because of that, they made a special letter for Greek. And we said that even though we passed the Gamliel, today it's not the same Greek. So you couldn't write it in Greek today, because we don't have the same Greek that they had then. But anyway, Shimgamliel we said over there, Tam Shimgamliel Ma'afsvarim, even Sifrei Kodesh, like Tam Tarnavim Sumlai Tirik Shifter, Eliavanis. Not any language, only Greek. So, in other words, Rav and Shmuel, when they said that you could write it in Greek for anybody, we're not talking about a Megillah. We're talking about in general, for all Svarim, all Tanakh can be written in Greek because of the special hetra that we're speaking about over there. But we're not talking about the Megillah. The Megillah is, is, uh, is when we say Greek is for Greek and not for anybody else, we're not talking Bechlau about a case of Megillah. Megillah is Kiksavam Michil Sharnam, but the Torah can be written in Greek according to Shemuel. So, why don't you say Allah Kerb Shemuel? See, if you say Allah Kerb Shemuel, have you a minahani mili shars for him? Only by others for him. Avo Megillah, the Sivba, Kirsavam, Amalo, Kamash Malan, the Shemuel is going like, in other words, now we're saying that Rav and Shmuel, when they say you can write it in Greek, we mean even the Megillah. Before we said, uh, only the Megillah. Okay, what about Greek? What about other languages? Other languages, Egyptian for Egyptian is good. French for French is good. Russian for Russian is good. So what's, why Dafka the Greek? Oh, he's speaking about in general that Greek is good. But the Bryce has said Greek is only good for the Greeks. The answer is, he holds like Rishim Malil says Greek is always good. No matter what it is, Tarnavim, Suva, Megillah, everything Greek is okay. Special heta for the Greeks because of the story that happened with Talmi. Special heta over there. Even though it says Kiksavam, you can always write in Greek. So he goes to Shemuel, but not like what Armish is. Armish is not saying that. Armish is saying is that you can't write it in a foreign language. If you understand Hebrew, you can't write it in a foreign language. For the people who don't understand it, you can write it in their particular language. Greek for Greek, Russians for Russians, French for French. But, yeah. You're writing it in their language, correct, correct. According to the, if you learn the trap in the Mishnah, I said that there's some say when the Mishnah says, Achetek Subashuris, could mean that even that if it's tra- that it should be translated. But the Pashup Shad is no, you could write it in their language, in their letters. Then he says, Let's say a foreigner who doesn't understand Hebrew. So we said, let's say he's French and he doesn't understand Hebrew. So you can write it in French, read it, write it in French, and read it in French for him. Let's say you didn't have any French people here to write it and read it, or you couldn't write French or whatever. He just comes to the shul and hears the Hebrew. He doesn't understand the Hebrew. Is that okay? That's okay. The Mishnah said, right? The Loes who heard it. The Mishnah said, if he heard it in Hebrew, that's okay too. He doesn't know what's going on. Like most people, they don't understand what the words are. They don't understand what's going on. So the answer is, it's okay. In those days, the women didn't understand. Today, they do. But um, Or other Amaratsim who listen, and uh, they don't know what's, they don't understand. You're Yotze, even if you don't understand the words. It's true for Tefillah. But Tefillah, correct, but Tefillah, they translated in, in, in the no, old times. They trans- and right, you really don't understand. The you're not real. It's not the same. Right? Not the same. If you say like if you don't understand. Every day. Yeah, yeah. You know, the same guy gets up there. Right. Okay. Not every day. Right. Right. Even if they don't understand that the Yotze, because they have to read it. Obviously, Tfila. Obviously, Tfila. Though, if the truth is that if you don't understand, you should say it in the vernacular. 
Yeah, yeah, we're talking about. You shouldn't be a shliach tzibur for sure not. But I'm saying that in general, if you don't understand it, we said even Shema. We had a machlokas. Rabbanon say Shema b'cholashin shatashmei. If you don't understand Shema, Shema is a deraisa. If you don't understand it, you should say it in, the, in your language. That's definitely what you should do. However, when it comes to reading, to being yotze the Megillah, you know, you're say even if you don't understand. Why? I yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And in other words, does this? It's the same question. Yeah, let's, a guy who gets up and reads yeah. in Hebrew. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's and he let's finish the finish the finish the. Let's let's see. The, look at the okay. next line. So the light of my car. He says, "Meet it on Nashim Amaretz." Moscow Ravina Atu Anan Achashtanu Bnei Amrachem Miadinin. So he said it even more. In other words, in other words, you, you, uh, you don't understand. How could they be yotze if they are French speaking and they don't speak Hebrew? How could they be yotze by listening to the Megillah? So he says, okay, it's like women of Amaratsim who don't understand. So Ravina says, what do you have to come on to that for? We also don't understand. The Pusik says in Perik Ches, Pusik Yud, in Vayichto B'Shem Amel Cheshvef, Vayichto Mitavas Amel, Vayishlach Sforim Biyad Rotsim, Vasusim Rochbea Rechesh, what does that mean? So some say, it says here, he says, riders of swift mules, bred of mares. Uh, some say that it's uh, swift camels, of their mothers and mares. Others say, says, no, these were fast runners. They're like, like those people from Africa who know how to run real fast. And they, were from a, they were swift people, or that was their name. They were called Achashtranim, Ethiopians or whatever, from that tribe. We don't really know what it means. That's the point. Do we even know it? The mitzvah is to read the Megillah even if you don't understand it. And as I'm saying, Irving, it's not like regular tefillah. Tefillah, if you don't understand Shema, you don't understand Shema Nesrei, you have an obligation to say it in, in whatever language you speak. That's your obligation. But when it comes to the Megillah, the Megillah is persuminisa and a mitzvah is kriya. That's what the rabbi said. Whether you understand it or don't understand it. Except there is a leniency that if for French people who don't understand Hebrew, you could write it in Hebrew. You could write it in French or write it in Russian and read it in Russian. But if, they, if you heard it in Hebrew, like we do, everybody's Yosef. What's persuminisa if you don't understand it? Uh-uh, it's personally because for the general public, for the general public. People doesn't mean do you understand. individually. For you're, people who do understand. People do understand. Right, right. Understands and, uh, or, uh, they, right, they understand something and they understand right. the McGill is being read and they understand why we're reading it. They understand the words, but they know the reason. The reason is because of what happened. So we said if you said it, Sivugan means like stop and start. Sivugan like you jumped around. What does that mean? So the rabbis didn't know the Lashon of Sirugan. They heard the maidservant of Rebbe who knew more than they knew in terms of the words. The She was angry. They came in. Said, I'm wiping the floor here. You come in two at a time, three at a time. Why don't you all come in at one shot? You know, you're making me more work. You're coming a little bit at a time. What are you going to keep coming in a little bit at a time? In other words, they didn't know what Sirugan was. Then they knew. Right? They now they understood Sirugan. What does Sirugan mean? You read it, you start and stop. Start and stop. Love your Rabbana. Similarly, my Chaluglus, famous Gemara, we had this elsewhere. They didn't know what Chaluglus or they did Chaluglus. It's perlane, some sort of a vegetable. Shemul or opposite Rebbe, they heard the they heard the uh, the maid servant of Rebbe say to Amar Logav. She said, "David and he was peeling these perlanes. Ad Mosayatim a Fazer Until when are you spreading around, throwing around your perlanes? So she, so so they knew. Then they figured out what Chaluglus was. 
but they didn't know what my salsula tromeca. They didn't know the translation of the word salsula vermeca, salsula tromeca. Do this, vitromeca, and it will exalt you. Shemula, I'm sorry, they heard her. The have a mislahal governor say the have a mahapach b'masi. The guy was 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 curling his hair. Amr ad masay atam salsul b'sarecha. How much how much longer are you to keep twisting your hair, curling your hair? Meaning meaning salsul. If you're masalsul Torah, you twist it and turn it and delve into it, it will exalt you. And that's how they understood the pshat in the pasuk in Mishle. Look, we're up on the rabbis. They know my hashlech al Hashem Yehovcha. Throw upon God Yehovcha. What is Yehovcha? One time I was walking with an Arab, and I was schlepping a package on my back, a burden, and he said to me, take your Yahav, take your package, take your burden, and throw it on my camel. So he says, they understood what Yahav meant. means your burden, throw your burdens on God. They didn't know what it meant. So what does that mean? Vitate Matea Shmat. Shmat means destruction. So they didn't know what that Pasik meant in Yeshaya. Shemula Amsu the Rabbi, they heard the, back to the Rabbi's maidservant to have Amalakhawat. She told her friend, Shkuli Tatesa, take your broom, the Besa, and 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 broom the house, sweep the sweep the uh, house. So they understood what it means. And God they that there was a curse that that uh, you will be swept with the broom of destruction. So they learned the words from uh, some of these words you can learn if you make Aliyah, right? I didn't know, did we know what a Matatev is before we came on Aliyah? A lot of the words you learn from uh, Arabs and from, uh, I always give the example with the, what, what's the, what's the, uh, the Marseya. The <laughs> He's been here for 30 some odd years. He knows. The Marseya is an all. I never knew what an all was. He said all, A W L. You know, you're supposed to take him with the ear and the all. What is an all? So when you go to the Pancheria here, the first time I we went to Pancheria, the guy says, Ahmed Tabili at the Marseya. I saw what an all was. It's a screwdriver that just has a point at the end, not a flat and not a Phillips. Tanarabam. If you read it, Sirugan Siru means start and stop Yatsa. Sirusan Layatsa. Sirusan means front and back. You mixed it up. You read some of the later words from Layatsa. Ramuna Amr Mishum Rabyuda, Apis Sirugan. Even Sirugan, even if you start and stop, which we said is okay, Imshakde Ligmar's Kula, but if you waited, you start and stop. But if you stop long enough to finish the whole Megillah, then you gotta go back to the beginning. Khoslavosh. Start and stop. You read I read a Pasik, stop for a while. Take a break, take a drink. Not that you go it's not that you go eat something. No, no, no. You just start and stop. So how much can you stop? So you, that's okay. However, if you stop long enough to finish the whole Megillah, that's no good. Then, uh, then, and then it goes. Imshah kadeh ligmar skul lechaz lebrash. Amar Yosef halach ramuna shem shemar yud. Halach is like him that if you waited long enough to finish, you got to go back. Amar leabayler Yosef. Listen, kadeh ligmar skul lemehecha. The koi lesefa. How much you have to finish? Let's say a Megillah is read. 30 minutes, let's say it takes 30 minutes. And I stopped after 10 minutes, right? If I waited 20 minutes that I could finish it from there, is that what we're talking about, that I gotta go back to minute? Oh, do safer, or, or it's the amount of time that it would take to read the whole Megillah from beginning in 30 minutes. It must be the whole thing. Otherwise, you've subjected your words to measures. In other words, so you say, if I waited long enough to finish, how long is long enough to finish? You know, every, every, if, you, if, you, if I stopped in Perak Bays for a minute, I stopped in Perak Gimel, I stopped in Perak Dalid, it's different amounts from then till the end. So it must be to give one shear. Let's say it's, it takes 30 minutes or 40 minutes to read a Megillah. That's the amount of time. If you waited that long, you got to go back to the beginning. Like this, that if you waited that long, you got to go back to the beginning. It's not like him. Meaning that even if you waited, you can still continue on. 
The Surah Masuhachi, in Surah, that's how they learned it, that it was Revere Mir Barab who said it in the name of Rav, that the Lacha is like Rav Muna, and Shmuel said Lacha is not like him. In Papadisa, the Masuhachi, they said that it wasn't Rav Yirmir, it was Rav Kana. Um, Rav Kana or Rav. Rav Kana was an unsaying the Rav, then Allah Karamona, Ushmuel says, Ain't Allah Karamona. Rabibi, Masli, if Rabibi, listen, listen, Rabibi says it's the other way around. That Rav Amar Einalch Karavmona and Shmuel is the one who says Lach Karavmona. Amar Yosef Nakat Rabbi Biyacha. Take what Rabbi says in your hands. Meaning, rely on him. That Shmuel is the one who says Lach is like Karavmona. Why? The Shmuel who the Chayish Tchidar. Shmuel is the one when there's machlokes between a Yochid and a, and a Rabim. That and the Yochid is Machmir. He goes like the Yochid. He's Machmir. Ditznan. Listen to this case. Shemeres Yom Shikidish Yochid Let's listen to let, listen to this case carefully. Ruvain, <coughs> Ruvain is married to Leah. And Reuven has a brother, Shimon, okay? And Leah has a single sister, Rachel, right? So there's two brothers and two sisters. Rachel is married to Leah. He dies. No children. He dies. What did I say? Oh, what did I say? Reuven. I said Reuven. I mean Reuven. Reuven is married to Leah. You can have that today, too. Reuven is, mar- Reuven is married to Leah. Reuven is married to Leah, right? And he dies. No children. What happens? Leah falls Yibam to Shimon. To Shimon. 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 Now, Shimon is single, and Leah has a sister who's single. And he met her, and he gets engaged to her. Now, if he's only, if it's only one, if Shimon's the only brother, right? Shimon's the only brother, and he has to marry Leah, either Yibam or Chalitza, he's not allowed to marry sister. sister. So everybody agrees there that he's not allowed to continue until he either, he has, he has to give Chalitza or Yibam to to, uh, to Leah, and that's it. But let's say there's a third brother, Levi, right? So Reuven dies, and he left two brothers, Shimon and Levi. And, there's, and Leah is the one that they have to make Yibam, and Rachel is a single sister. And now Levi goes and gets engaged to, to Rachel, to Rachel. Now, the older brother is supposed to be the one who does the Yibam. In this case, let's say Shimon's the older brother. He's the one who, who should do it. But whatever happens, any brother could, but the older brother could. Levi goes and he gets engaged to to, to uh, Rachel. Is that okay? Can he marry her now? So the rabbis say, yeah, because there's two brothers, even though there's Yesh Zika, we hold Yesh Zika, there is a connection there. But since it's not Dafka for this brother, Shim, for Shimon, uh, for Levi, it could be Shimon, Shimon or Levi can marry. So if Levi got engaged to Rachel, he can go and marry her. It's not considered a chos, it's a kukoso, right? Because he can marry. Okay, that's what rabbis say. Rav Yehud, the Bebeseira says, no, Shemer Siyavim, this woman, Leah, Shekidosh Achavis Esachosa, where Levi got engaged to Rachel, to Rachel in this case, Mishim Rav Yehud, Bebeseira, Omelah, we say, Hamten Achiyasachichai Gadol Maisa, wait till Shimon makes even more Chalitza, don't marry her now. Why? Because she is Achot, Rachel is Achot, it's like Achot's sister, you can't marry two sisters at the same time, so since Leah is connected even to Levi, according to Rabbi Yisrael, he can't marry her now. He can't wait. Wait till Shimon does does some. Let Shimon marry her or divorce her. Then you can marry two brothers. Can marry two sisters. But don't get so Rabbi Yudas Machmer. The Chum say since there's two brothers, if it's one brother only, Shimon's the only surviving brother. Then it's a problem. But if there's two brothers, so Levi can marry Rachel and Shimon will perform even more chalitza to Leah, and that would be okay. Rabbi Yudas says no. As long as Shimon hasn't yet performed even more chalitza. Levi also should not marry his sister, her sister. So Rabbi Yisrael, we tell him, "Wait till your brother does something." 
to marries her, either marries her or marries Leah or gives her chalitza. Amr Shmuel, halach rabbiyim seir. And Shmuel says halach rabbiyim seir, even though he's an individual being machmir on the chacham, who say it's not a problem. So you see, Shmuel goes like a yachid. Tan rabbanim hishmit ba, and therefore, therefore Shmuel is the one who says like Ramona that if you waited. 30 minutes or 40 minutes enough time to finish the whole Megillah, you got to go back and begin. Let's say the sofa left out some letters or psukim from the, from the Megillah. Listen carefully. And the guy read it, right? Like, and as if, you, if, the, if they're not in the Megillah, he's reading it like uh, orally, right? He's not, they're, not in the, they're not in the text. That's a yatza. Yotze, even though the letters were missing and psukim were missing, he can fill them in. You know, that's halach. If you didn't hear a word when you're listening to the Megillah, you could say that word. That's also okay. Let's say the letters were effaced. They were rubbed out, right? Or they're torn. If you could still see the form, you know, you could see the impression in the, in the Megillah Kshera. So what do you see if the letters are messed up? It's possible. So how can you say if, if letters are missing or, or verses are missing, it's okay. That's speaking about when the whole thing was metushtash or torn. The whole thing is no good. Then if, if, you, if you can't see the impression, then it's no good. But if the whole thing is basically okay and just missing a few letters or a few verses, it's okay and you could fill them in orally. That's the big chiddush. Yeah, the whole thing is written, but you're missing a few letters here or there. You could fill them in orally. If the kore, if the reader left out a pasuk as he was reading it, lo yomer, you shouldn't say, you shouldn't say, oh, oh, uh, somebody reminded him, say, you know, oh, you missed the pasuk, okay, I'll finish it up, ekros kul but then I'll finish that pasuk, elakorim yosa pasuk you got to go back to the beginning, like when you made a mistake, you got to go back to where you were and pick it up from there. Right, because otherwise it's out of order. You can't say, I'll, I'll finish that pasuk later on, then it's out of order. That's the mafreya. He came into shul late to the Megillah. They're already halfway through the Megillah. I'll finish, I'll read this half with the Tzibra, I'll listen to the second half. And then I'll read the first half, I'll go back and make it up. Like you're making up Sukkot Zimra, like we talked about, right? It doesn't work that way when it comes to the Megillah. You've got to start from the beginning. So if you come into the Megillah in the middle, you can't say, I'll hear the second half, and then, then I'll go to the later minion and hear the first half there. It doesn't work that way. If you were falling asleep, you're dozing off your yotze. You're sleeping, but you're not really asleep. You're awake, you're not really awake. You're, you're in, in between. If somebody speaks to you, you answer. You can't give a real logical answer. You can't reserve. But you remind him of it. You remind him. In other words, he can't come up with an original thought, but if you remind him of some thought, yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that now. You know, like I, I can think of it now. So the guy's half asleep. That's okay. Listen, let's say you were writing a Megillah or you were expounding it or fixing it. If you were Mechavan to be say, and it was on Purim, you're Yotzei. So what do you mean speaking of you're writing it? Either If you're writing it a Pusik at a time, and so as you're writing it, you're reading it, so you're not reading it. What's, what if you're Mechavan? If you're writing a Megillah, right, I'm writing a Megillah, uh, right? Uh, Megillah Sester, right? How does it start, Michael? Vahibi Mechashverosh, right? Vayahi, and you say Vayahi, Bime, so you're reading it orally. It's not, you're not writing it from a written text. It's already, uh, you're, you're, reading, you're speaking it orally. Kikivin Leva Mayhavi, Alpehu. 
Are you writing a Pusik at a time? So maybe you write a whole Pusik and then you read it after you wrote it, each verse at a verse at a time. So Miyasi Yasiv Amrav Khelbo, Amrav Kham Baguria, Amrav, Halakhidi Omar Kula, you have to read the whole Megillah. There's a machlok someone, you have to read the whole Megillah. There's a machlok, someone says, no, if you read from Ish Yehudi, you're also Yodzei. From Ish Yehudi, it's also like Megillah. You gotta read it from a whole Megillah. You can't read, you can't write a Pasuk, right, and then read it, then the next Pasuk, write it, and then read it. You gotta read it from a whole text. Ella the Mancha Megillah Kameh. Let's speak about this. So what do you mean you're writing it? If you're writing it, how could you be Yodzei? You're Machavim. The answer is, you have, a, you have a kosher megillah in front of you, and you're writing, you're copying from there onto the other one. You're, that's how you're using it. El, the mancha megillah kameh, there's another megillah there. Bakari lay mina, you're reading it from there. Pesukah, pesukah. As you read it from that other megillah, you're writing it onto a new megillah. Because of love, right? Bakari lay mina, pesukah, pesukah, because of love. So lay mina, so this is a proof. That means that you're writing it from another megillah. That means that you have to write it from another begill, apparently, right? So lay lay Messiah lay This is a proof to Rabbi Chan. Dumer Bachan Rav Yochanan. You can't just write it dalpeh. Even if you know the words, you have the whole thing memorized. You can't write it. You have to write. You have to write it from looking from another Megillah. right? So the chart's a proof for that as well. Dilma the Stramilas In other words, he says in general. It comes to talk my thing in general. When you write Sifrei Kodesh. You have to uh, that you always have to write it from another safe. You can't write it about pet. You always have to. You have to if you're writing Nach, you're writing Torah, uh, whatever you're writing. So if a chorus of proof in that, the answer says no. Maybe maybe he doesn't hold like Rabbi Chana. Maybe you could really write it, you know, from memory. But here it's speaking about where he happened to be writing it from another Megillah. He had another Megillah, so he, he had the, the Megillah that's already there. He reads a pasuk. And he has kavanah to be yotze, and then he writes it onto a new one. You can't even write one letter unless you're writing it from something that was already, you know, you're copying from another kosher Megillah. Megillah meaning uh, any, uh, Megillah's Esther or anything. Meisvei. Amr of Shimon Lazar. Meisvei was a story. finish it, you can't read from it? Yeah, you could. When you finish it, you could. You finish the whole Megillah. But here we're talking about where you're writing it, where you're writing it, as you're writing it, as you're writing it, you're also reading it. So you can't write, you can't, you have to read it from a, from a full Megillah. The answer is, you're, as you're writing a new Megillah, you're reading the old Megillah, one Pusik at a time, and then you're writing it, then you're Yotze, because you have the old Megillah there. So, so but, uh, and Rabbi Hanna says, that you always have to write it, no matter what cipher you're writing, it has to be written, you can't, you can't write it orally also. In other words, we're, uh, the, the, the Mishnah could say, you really could write it orally, but the Mishnah we are speaking about, when are you Yotze when you're writing it? Only if you're writing it from another Ksav. Rabbi Khan says, you always have to write from another Ksav. the story mayor. He went to intercalate the year in Asia, there was no Megillah when he went to Asia. And he wrote it from his memory. And he read it. So, Rameyer was special. Why? Because the Pusik says, and your eyelids will, uh, will look straight ahead. What do we mean by that? What does that mean? And your eyelids, you'll look, your eyes will look straight ahead. It refers to Divrei Torah. It says, If you close your eyes from it for a second, if you stop learning for a second, it's gone, right? Even though we normally, we plain humans, if we stop learning, it's gone, right? But Rameyer was, it was, even if he stopped, he was always there. He, the Torah was always in front of him. He was a special case. 
So, in other words, Rav Meir was a special case, but normally, normally we say, Rav Barchana may be right, that you're not allowed to write any safer unless you're copying from another one. Right? Um, uh, a story. Um, Rav Chista found Rav Hanano, he was writing them from memory. The truth is, you're special, and you could write the whole Torah from memory. Since it says that the whole Torah could be written from you by memory because you're such an expert. In other words, even though he said over here, Rav Chista found Rav Hanano who said, who knew everything by memory also. He says, you really, the Torah could be written by you. So in other words, Mashmid Musharn slow, and still he told him, you shouldn't do it that way. Shalom and Aksav. So he says the Torah, but the rabbi said you have to write it from a parchment. Ivor Rameyer Kosso, so how did Rameyer do it? Even if he was Musharn slow, how was even though he was an expert and he knew everything about Peh, how could he do that? The answer is Shasat Chak Shiny. It was a, it was an emergency situation, right? It was a time of uh, there was no choice. He was in this place and there was a, there was a, a pressing need. There was no other choice. Abaya Sharla de Beirab Barchab, Beirab were uh, merchants of Tfilin and Mezuzas, right? And it was Mokhristan. And he allowed them, Lemichta of Tfilin and Mezuzas, Shalom Naksab. You can write them orally also, Tfilin and Mezuzas. Kaman ki haitana, the tanya Rameiro, Mishim Rabbeinu. Rameiro says the name of Rabbeinu, whoever that was, maybe it was Rav. Tfilin and Mezuzas, Nechtam Shalom Naksab. Tfilin and can be written orally. Ain Srikhasit, they also don't need to have lines etched out on them. That's what he said. He says, you're allowed to write Tfilin Balpeh. In other words, from memory. The Hilchas and Halachas, Tfilin ain't Srechen Srechen, Tfilin do not need, Tzalachal Mosh Misinai, Tfilin do not need the Sirtu, the etched lines, Mezuzah Srechen Sirtu. Edi be Edi, Nechtafa Shalom Eksav, but both of them can be written Shalom Eksav, my time, Megus Kassinim, because everybody knows them, because they, you know, it's well versed, we're well versed in the, uh, you know, in, in the Kriya Shema and Kaddish Li, and, and, and those Parshio, we're well versed, so Tfilin Mezuzahs can be, writ, can be writ, written uh, about, uh, from memory, but but not for other not the Sifrei Torah Sifrei Torah Megillah has to be read has to be uh, copied over from another Megillah uh, from another Sefer Haya Kasu B'Sam who was written in so what is Sam Sam is like a, a pigment he says he calls that uh, or or foment it's uh, it's uh, some sort of a chemical Sakra Mervachana what is that Sakrasa that's also a red paint in other words these things are no good because they're not lasting so these things cannot you cannot write a Megillah in those, with those kind of inks or paints. Um, Sakras Hashma. Kumus is Kumarashi says that sap. Kankantum is Harsa de Ushbla. It's the shoemaker's black. All these are not, do not last. Difter, you can't write it on Difter. Difter means it's parchment, which is Maliach, it's been salted, the Kamiach, and t- treated with flour. Velof, it's been not with walnut juice. Nier is Machka. Nier is plain paper like papyrus, which can easily be wrapped out. So no, none of those are good uh, as either um, the, pa- the paper or the, the parchment you're writing on as a scroll or as the ink that you use. I should take Suvashur. It's got to be written in Hebrew. That's the normal way to write in Hebrew in our, in our uh, in Kodesh in the block letters from, that we have in the Torah. Right, the Siv Kiksava Mechizmanam, the way it's written, the way it was always written in Hebrew, Allah Sefer on, on a proper scroll, on a proper parchment, Uvidyo with proper ink. Well, Minolan, how do we know what's proper ink? Proper ink means it's also made with sap, and it's also made with uh, chemicals, and it's also, but, it's, but they put enough ingredients in there so it's long lasting. 
Minolan, how do we know? How do we know that it's going to bring us safe? It says, Ksiv Hocha, but Tikasev Esther Malka, she wrote it. Ksiv Hosam, Vyomalem Borach, again, Xerashova from Tanakh, Vyomalem Borach, me piv yikra elai, from his mouth he called me as called Ramela, by Niko save Allah save for Bidyo. So Ksiva, when, since it says by Megillah Ksiva, by Tiko save, it has to be written on a proper scroll, like a, like the same uh, scroll parchment that we use for a Sefer Torah, with la- long lasting ink, which is uh, Dio. All right, we'll pick him here tomorrow, Mitchum from the Mishnah. Have a good day, everybody. Hmm? Batichtov. Batichtov. Tikotev is Shubhu.